You're listening to episode 149 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today's topic is tips, tricks, and pointers for traveling by Amtrak. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I have a background in theology and a love for travel. Having visited nine different countries and served in five congregations, I wanted to create an environment that discusses and encourages the overlap of my two favorite things, the Lord and travel. And if you have a passion for these things or wanting to learn how God is such an integral part of our daily adventures, then you've come to the right place. Today's topic is tips, tricks, and pointers for traveling by Amtrak. Hey, Christian travelers, I'm so glad that you're tuning in today because today's topic is about traveling by train. If you've been watching gas prices climb, many of you may be wondering what your summer travel plans are actually going to end up costing. And this led to me asking some questions about traveling by train. In the United States, mass per mass transportation isn't typically the main source of travel, and that's logical in the sense that many of our large cities and states are kind of separated by a large amount of land. And if you're traveling in one direction, it doesn't mean that everyone else is. So would traveling by mass transportation actually be more cost-effective? So I decided to take a look at it, and what I found was that for traveling trains that are taking food, um, it's actually likely more cost-effective than traveling by semi. As in, many trains travel by diesel, and while prices will be impacted for them as well, the cost of getting goods from point A to point B costs them less because uh, diesel is less of the cost for their day-to-day transportation. Now, I assume the same thing applies for mass transit as well, and there's been an uptick in mass transportation choices, especially with these gas prices, whether it's traveling by subway, train, or the bus, there's just been a high influx. And this led me to many questions about whether or not it's actually more cost-effective by train. So let's take a little bit closer look at Amtrak. Amtrak is the biggest train system in the United States, and it also covers three provinces in Canada. And within the United States itself, it has 500 different train stations. So there's likely one near you, if not a couple hours away. But what does that actually look like? And how do you travel by Amtrak if it's your first time? So let's answer that second question first. What are some tips for traveling by Amtrak? Well, the first thing I recommend is getting their app. It's a great way to have notifications about your trip, use the GPS to navigate through the station, and of course, just simply plan your route. And that is actually my second step, plan your route. Know the best way to get from point A to point B and spend some time navigating some different options. Amtrak does have some ties with different bus systems and that just might be better for you depending on cost, time, etc. cetera. Um, but go ahead, spend some time messing with their system, especially if you're not familiar with their routes. Knowing their different options may make your trip choices a little bit different. Uh, 
The third option is actually arrive early. This is a good advice for any mass transit anyway, but spending some time planning ahead and getting there early will relieve some of the stress later on. It helps you figure out where you need to go, especially if you haven't been to a certain station before. The fourth tip is to bring snacks. According to some reviews that I saw, sometimes their card readers aren't working, in which case they deal with that by not handing out snacks and meals on the train. Considering that most train rides are several hours, your stomach may be left grumbling. So bring snacks ahead of time. Otherwise, when there's a stop at a train station, you're allowed to get out and purchase other snacks but those likely will be more expensive. And if you're trying to make a cost-effective trip, uh, bringing your own snacks is recommended. The fifth tip is to keep track of your bags. Unlike airplanes where you leave your luggage overhead in a train, that's not actually feasible. There, your luggage goes with you wherever you go, although larger luggage is usually left under the train or in storage, depending on how you want to phrase that. But your carry-on items need to go with you, whether you go to the restroom, go to a lounge to get snacks or other food, um, or just hang out in the overlook area. Wherever you travel on the train, take your luggage with you because you are responsible for keeping track of it, and Amtrak is not liable for that. And then some more obvious tips would be to listen to the Lord. Uh, when you're planning your trip and traveling, it's so important to be in conversation with him. And sometimes plans don't go as you expect, but be attentive to him and include him in the conversation throughout. And then lastly, my tip is to look for a church near your train station. Whether that's before or after your trip, finding a church community where you show up is so good. That might be to join them in a Bible study or to attend their worship service. Whatever the reason, we encourage you to find a church near your stop. Actually, on our platform that is coming out soon, we are collecting lists of train stations, which, as I said earlier, there's 500 in the United States, and trying to find a couple different churches near each one to recommend and give you contact information and details as well, just to make that step a little bit easier. Um, but again, more details coming soon. So back to my original question, is traveling by train actually cheaper? And I decided to do a cost comparison. I originally was going to try and travel out of Nashville, but one of the things I found is that Amtrak doesn't have a train station here, which kind of surprised me, but they have some bus systems instead. But for the sake of this episode, I chose two different cities where a train could travel from point A to point B just to see what that would look like. In fact, I chose Tuscaloosa, Alabama and Charlotte, North Carolina. And to give you an idea of how far apart these are, or especially if you're not familiar with these two cities, I first took a look at what the drive looks like. I found that it's approximately 450 miles from Tuscaloosa to Charlotte. And that, for those of you not in the United States, is 724 kilometers. That equates to about seven hours and five minutes in the car, and with current national statistics here in the United States, the average car gets 25 miles per gallon, 
those of you elsewhere, that's 10 kilometers per liter. And uh, with the national average gas price in the United States being $4.30 per gallon right now with the spiked prices, um, I did a little bit of math. 450 miles divided by 25 miles per gallon means it takes approximately 18 gallons to get from here or from Tuscaloosa to Charlotte. And with those gas prices, that means that that's $77.40 to get from point A to point B. Not terribly expensive, but that is eight hours in the car that you have to endure both ways. Now, decided to take a different route and take a look at that from a flight perspective. I found that the cheapest airline was Delta. Their one and a half hour flight both ways came to a total of $156 plus fees. You know, most airlines have some significant services and tax tacked on that at the very end, but uh, outright $156 both ways actually is about the same price as just traveling by car, just a few dollars more. Um, but what it doesn't include in this price is if you need to get around in Charlotte once you're there, you're probably going to end up renting a car, paying for gas there as well. Um, and that rental price wouldn't be something that you'd have to deal with if you were traveling by car. But now what we're all curious about is if you travel by Amtrak, would it still be the same amount? One way, Tuscaloosa to Charlotte, I found that Coach, the cheapest option, which included no middle seat, plenty of reg leg room, um, at seat lighting and a tray table and outlet, that those are the basic necessities, came to a total of $80. And it could range up to $352 if you got a private room with towels, linens, um, access to a private restroom and shower in your car, station lounge access, and complimentary meals on board. That was $352. So it's a bit of a range, but if you chose the cheaper option, it's actually about the same price as the other two, ironically enough. Now, this meant that you would be leaving at 3.15 in the afternoon and getting there at 5.06 in the morning, almost 14 hours of train time. Now, you could see that as a good or bad thing, depending, but um, for those of you who would like to do some work while you're traveling and take a nap and just arrive, this might just be the ideal option for you. But again, this doesn't include the cost of renting any transportation to get around the city when you get there. Now, if you're already into the idea of mass transportation, it might even be possible to check out if the city has buses and other public transportation to get around or just Uber and use a Lyft. But whatever method you choose to get around has some additional fees that you would have to factor into your decision. So you tell me in the comments below, do you think that you'll be traveling by train this summer to get around? And do you think that it'll be a more cost-effective way? It probably depends on if gas prices continue to climb or not. But I hope that this will be something that you consider and that you'll consider checking out a church service as well. But if you're finding yourself a little bit better and you're recalling that a few years ago, this pandemic has been delaying our summer travel plans and you're looking at gas prices this year and questioning if it'll even be affordable, 
um, I just want to remind you that your identity and your worth doesn't come from your travels, your Instagram feed, or just any of those adventures that we so greatly value. While it is a great thing to explore our creation and to get to know our creator better, remember that your worth doesn't need to be tied up in those things and that God loves you no matter what. There is adventures in your own backyard, and while you may be tired of the same place for the last several summers, um, I'm hoping to do some more episodes to encourage some of that inner adventure and child. Um, in fact, I encourage you to go back to episode 147 and take a look at some of those ideas as well. But um, thank you so much for tuning in today. And I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you can find other information about our upcoming platform and online space where you can connect with other Christian travelers, build community, and plan trips together. We're so excited to see this community grow. And while we've had some delays with our developer, we ask that you cover it in prayers because Lord willing, we'll be able to connect virtually and in person soon. Thank you so much for listening today. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening on. And of course, until next time, safe travels and God bless.